Live from the streets of Nashville, this is Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires on the IndyCar Radio Network and Sirius XM IndyCar Nation. The downtown streets of Nashville, Tennessee are about to roar to life with the sounds of open wheel racing. It is the Indy Lights Music City Grand Prix right here on IndyCar Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Nick Yeoman. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, joins us as we are set to go racing for round number 10 of this 2022 Indy Lights Championship. 35 laps, Davey, around this street course circuit. Second year of this event, but first year for the Indy Lights drivers. Uh, I think we go into this race with a lot of unknowns. Yeah, a lot of unknowns. And you know, these drivers, not knowing how this track's going to race. Obviously, yes, they've been out and practicing. They did not get a qualify. Good for some, not so good for others, Nick, because there were some cars that are starting towards the back that were really fast to practice at one to qualify. So what we do know, the track is definitely bumpy. It has a smoothed out. So there's no room for error. The track's really tight. And there's not as much rubber down the track since the last time they were on there. It rained extremely hard yesterday. There has been cars on track, but I don't think it's built the rubber up. I don't think the grip is going to be as high as it was the last time these guys have been on track. So it's all be cautious until you understand what you have underneath you as far as a race car, as far as Lundquist is concerned. Get out front, stay out front, and try to con- continue dominating this championship. We are certainly going to talk more about the uh, unique characteristics uh, of this racetrack, both with our driver and analyst, Davey Hamilton, and our three turn announcers, who you will hear from here momentarily. But Davey mentioned it. Yesterday, rain showers rolled in, and it washed out qualifying. That allows the points leader, Linus Lundquist, to be on uh, the, the number one spot. He'll lead the field of the green flag. After two practice sessions, we all thought Benjamin Peterson looked like the guy to beat, but due to qualifying, Qualifying being washed out. He will start sixth, and Joel Sebastianelli is standing by with the guy who was fastest in both practice sessions on Friday and Saturday. There's no such thing as a sure thing in racing, and we saw that yesterday. Fastest in both practices was Benjamin Peterson, but you're going to start sixth today because of the way we set qualifying with a rain out. How much more difficult does that make things to work your way up through the field? It's definitely easier than um, starting from where I think we could have achieved, from where we where I think we could have been yesterday. I think we could have gotten a pole. Um, that's okay. That's that's just how it's going to play out. I'm up for the challenge today. Um, not sure how it is going to be to pass cars here because we haven't raced here before. But I'm definitely going to give it my absolute everything. We tend to see chaos, at least in IndyCar, when we run in Nashville. As long as you're not a part of it, does that make it easier to get to the front, or would you prefer to see a clean, quick race? I've, whatever we got to do to get to the front, that's all I'm interested in. So um, if it's an attrition race, then that's what it is. And if not, then uh, we just got to be smarter than everyone else. Benjamin Peterson will take that first win in Indy Lights any way he can get it, starting from sixth. Yeah, he's been knocking on the door, Davey. He's been awful close uh, to that first Indy Lights race win. Uh, Again, he has the right attitude, right? There's nothing you can do about it. He knows that orange and black dirt fish car is awful fast, but his work is cut out for him starting from six. That's right. He has had the car to beat the entire weekend. He he found the speed quick. He seems really comfortable on there. The good news with with him is he does have a solid race car. He does have more confidence than pretty much anybody else in the field as far as being quick, but he has to be careful coming through. There's very few 
passing zones, really the only two that I, you could pass anywhere, obviously, if somebody makes a mistake, but it looks like turn four is a little bit of a risky passing zone, but turn nine is where it's all going to happen, but got to remember, everybody's going to be charging and try to make those, you just got to be careful. So we turn our attention, Davey, to the front row, uh, that's the points leader, Linus Lundquist, he leads the championship by 77 points over Hunter McElray. McElray's won the last two races we've had, so again, another opportunity where if McElray has any chance of winning this championship, you'd think maybe he needs to get to turn number nine first? Yeah, you know, that, that could be a key. Now, what what could happen is that that straightaway going from turn eight to turn nine, so over the bridge, it's really long, extremely bumpy. It's not completely straight. You kind of have to take a left and then a right down into the turn breaking zone. Drafting could play a part. You can get a bit of a draft over that long bridge. So if McElroy could do that and try to get underneath of Lundquist getting into turn nine, I think that's his best opportunity. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, again, a really fascinating race. 35 laps around this 11-turn street circuit that uh, not only races uh, around and near Nissan Stadium, home of the Tennessee Titans, but also goes across a bridge and over into downtown Nashville. And the fans have been coming out all weekend long. The engines just about ready to fire here at uh, Nashville. You can hear from the background. It is time to go racing for the Indy Lights Music City Grand Prix. Here's a look at the starting lineup, the field of 12 for this 35-lap race here in Nashville. Here's today's Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires starting lineup. Row 6. Kiffin Simpson, Cayman Islands. Christian Vogel, United States. Row 5. Ernie Francis Jr., United States. James Rowe, Ireland. Row 4. Jacob Abel, United States. Daniel Frost, Singapore. Row 3. Benjamin Peterson, Denmark and United States. Christian Rasmussen, Denmark. Row 2. Matt Brabham, United States. Stingray Roth, United States. On the outside of Row 1. Hunter McElroy, New Zealand. And starting on the pole. Venus Lundqvist, Sweden. So it is time to go racing. Let's welcome in our uh, two pit reporters who are going to be monitoring some of the storylines and keeping track of the drivers competing today. We welcome in for the first time Ryan Marine. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Dick. Thank you very much. And yes, one of the storylines I've got my eye on, this is, of course, the very first time that the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires has raced on the streets of Nashville. So you would think a team that has some data on this track might have an edge, and that would be Andretti Autosport because, of course, they raced here in the inaugural event with the NTT IndyCar Series. And yesterday... Rob Edwards told me that, yes, indeed, we did look at some of the data off of our Indy cars to help our Indy Lights guys get started, get a direction at least on the setup. They've got more data on this track than anybody else on the grid because of that connection to an NTT IndyCar Series team. So perhaps over the course of a relatively long Indy Lights race, they might have a, a setup advantage over the others, having a better idea of what the car is going to do over an entire stint. Just one of the stories to keep an eye on, helping me keep track of them, of course, will be Joel Sebastianelli. Thanks, Ryan. And I'm going to have my eyes on HMD Motorsports. All of them. There are six, including two relative newcomers to this team, Kiffin Simpson and James Rowe. Now, when we talked to HMD Motorsports GM Mike Morini earlier this weekend, he said that the other drivers have been huge into helping those two guys acclimate to this team. But I wonder about Linus Lundquist. Starting up front, he was fourth in both of the practice sessions, and the car wasn't quite where he wanted it to be. How much will Linus be the one who's leaning on these other drivers to get the 
card just right. He may have been the guy who lucked out setting this field on entrance points. He'll start P1 alongside Hunter McElray. Three good turn announcers to help us call the action. He'll be calling the left-hander of turns four, five, six, seven, and eight. We welcome in Jake Quare. Hello, Jake. Hi there, Nick. It's going to be an interesting area of the racetrack to watch in Nashville here as they come off of the Korean Veterans Bridge, the Korean War Veterans Bridge. There's a turn area that essentially makes up four turns. The best way to think of it, they simply wrap around a couple of buildings before going back over the bridge. But, Nick, it sounds simple. It is not. It is a very tight area of the racetrack. Field works their way through turn number four. That's a left-hander right now. Then they go through kind of a kink that becomes five and six before another left-hander that is turn number seven and a right-hander that is turn number eight. Nick, it's not a great passing opportunity, but it is an area where you can lose some spots on the track because you can get caught up, get hung out a little bit in very narrow areas. So it's going to be very fun to watch here as the field works their way off of turn number eight back over the bridge. Yeah, they're going back over the uh, Korean Veterans Boulevard Bridge. They're going to about to get one to go before we fire the engines. The lead down to turn number nine. That's where Mark Jaynes will have him. Mark, you've got a pretty important corner uh, here moments away when we drop the green flag. Uh, going to try to keep things clean and green as we can until you get out there for the NTT IndyCar Series. But th they'll crest the hill, and it is a noticeable elevation change as they crest the hill of that bridge and start the, the setup for turn number nine. Preferred line is to get to the high side. However, we could look down below and see all kinds of uh, tire markings where both the NTT IndyCar Series and the Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires have gotten into that runoff area and spun it around. It's a left-hander, and then it's a, a pretty comfortable straightaway, although it tightens up in a hurry once they get to the end of that short straightaway. The setup for the left-hander at turn number 10, and that's where Michael Young is keeping an eye on the proceedings today. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting afternoon. A very tight turn 11. The final left-hander as they come on that front straightaway. They've moved the apex of this turn in about four feet. Nick, as the field makes their way down that front straightaway, it's Russell Street, then a left-hander, a 90-degree left-hander to 2nd Avenue South, and they will race down this front straightaway. Going to be a, a bottleneck, but hopefully we'll keep them clean here on the uh, streets of Nashville. Uh, Michael set up there at Nissan Stadium on one of the, uh, the paths leading to the grandstands where the Tennessee Titans play. It is a fantastic view, and it is a fantastic racetrack. Technical, fast, very tricky, and it's going to be interesting to see how these 12 young drivers, uh, most of them are with their sights set on racing in the NTT IndyCar Series. Linus Lundquist, the pole sitter, he exits turn number eight. They'll start to stack up across the bridge and get in those familiar rows of two. The race is in the hands of Linus Lundquist. We wait to see him accelerate, heading for the flag stand for the first time. Green flag. It is in the air, and we are racing here at Nashville. It's a late green flag, but a good jump for Linus Lundquist marking turn nine. It is a good jump for Linus Lundquist. He got on it in a hurry. McElray, Rob, uh, the, those guys go side by side as they make the left-hander. Michael Young, first couple single file to turn number 11. And they're still trying to get side-by-side side as Linus Lundquist will lead the field down Russell Street and to this left-hander of turn number 11. The battle is on for third. Stingray Rob will make his way around Matt Brabham. So Rob will take over that third position. But the field now clean, all 12 of them through the turn 11 portion of this circuit. Yeah, further back, only cars going side-by-side. Side. Daniel Frost taking a look to the inside of Christian Rasmussen. That door has to be shut, not just by Rasmussen, but by the shape of the racetrack of turns one and two. Up front, though, it is 
Linus Lundquist, who leads them out of turn number four and across the bridge for the first time, heading to downtown, Jake, for that left-hander. That means all of a sudden having to kind of tiptoe just a little bit, which is exactly what Linus Lundquist does. Got a little bit loose in the turn number four. Again, this area of the racetrack, very technical, not a great passing area, but you've got to make sure to mind your P's and Q's. Right now, everybody's single file through as Linus Lundquist, the leader, now with a two-car length advantage off turn number eight. Yep, tiptoeing and sliding around. That technical part of the racetrack, it is very tight. The advantage for Linus Lundquist, right at about a half a second. Mark Jaynes, that looks like about three or four car lengths as the leader, Lundquist, heads back again to turn number nine. And Matthew Brabham, as they set up for turn number nine, is all over Stingray Rob. And as we say that, it's Stingray Rob that's typing up on Hunter McElray, your leader, Linus Lundquist, with the, an advantage of about six-tenths of a second into turn number ten. The advantage of that rain out yesterday in qualifying. Lundquist taking advantage of it. Two car lengths over Hunter McElroy, Stingray, Rob, Matt, Brabham, Benjamin Peterson, your top five. Then Jacob Abel makes his way through. Christian Rasmussen in tow. Moments ago, we saw Christian Bogle test the runoff in turn number nine. He will fall to the rear of the field, back to the 12th position. But it is Lundquist by about six-tenths of a second over McElroy. Stingray, Rob runs in third. Fourth is Matthew Brabham. That's a good battle as Brabham is not letting... Rob streak away. Benjamin Peterson has already moved up to the fifth spot. Once again, Jake, they're back into turn number seven. Plenty of speed built up when you come down off the bridge, but then that left-hander that is turn number four requires you to all of a sudden have to be very careful as you do it. Again, if there's a passing area, it would be just before you come in to turn number four. Then everybody kind of maintains order through five and six. Again, this time by Lundquist's lead, maybe another half-car length up turn number eight. And I'll tell you what, Mark, the most noticeable thing, it's a bit of a five-car breakaway. Big gap from uh, Peterson back to Rasmussen. The front five getting away here on the opening laps of this race. Yeah, Christian Rasmussen lost a couple of spots at the start, and he was able to soldier back. He worked his way around Jacob Babel, was able to get the stick position back. But no question, those front five starting to break away a little bit, but Michael Young, front three, actually, starting to break away now. was back on Ray and Rob. Yeah, it looks like Linus Lundquist still about a two-car length advantage over Hunter McElroy. Stingray Rob starting to close in on Hunter McElroy. Call that two-car lengths. Brabham, Benjamin Peterson, they round out your top five. And uh, three laps into this race, Davey, the pace pretty strong up front. Lundquist not really able to get away. I mean, even separation throughout the top four or five cars. Yeah, sure is. They, now, right now is where they need to take care of those tires. Now, obviously, no pit stops. They want to make sure those Cooper tires have enough speed at the end of the race as they do at the start of this race. And so, consistent is very, very important. As so we see Stingray Rob come off that bridge, you still see the bumps there. Yeah. And he actually got a little bit sideways coming off that bridge right there and, and uh, before they get into that tight technical chest. I saw, I saw some hands go from uh, 10 and 2 <laughs> to about 12 and yeah, 6 yeah, on the steering wheel. Yeah, and that's under braking right there. Uh, it's much more drivable and controllable, but you still have to be careful there as that he lost just a little bit of speed, allowing Brabham to get a little bit closer back on the bridge, returning from turn 8, heading down to turn 9. We'll see if Brabham can set up any kind of a draft to make a pass. Mark, he's close. Can Matthew Brabham make a look for third? Uh, well, he stayed close for about the last lap and a half. Matter of fact, it looks like two by two right now with Lundquist and McElroy starting to try to separate themselves a little bit from Rob and Brabham. Thought Brabham was going to lose that draft, but Michael Young, by the time they get back to you, the one that's losing the draft is put fifth place running Benjamin Peterson. Yeah, Peterson's already lost about five car lengths. The field already through turn number 11, making their way 
away down the start finish line. Linus Lundquist still a one car length advantage over McElroy. They tighten up for the uh, quick uh, left right chicane of turns one and two. Then it's back to the right hander of turn number three. Uh, onto the bridge they go. The leader is still Linus Lundquist. Hunter McElroy hanging with him. Jake Query, he's got a nice run. This is about as close as McElroy has been this entire race. It's interesting because the pair of one and two, their distance is pretty close to the same as three and four. But going into turn number five, all of a sudden, McElroy had to lock him up just a little bit. Gave Lundquist just a momentary split second of breathing room. But again, now all of a sudden, the front four equally separated. One through four, throw a blanket over them. Very, very tight, all of them, as they work through turn number eight. That got awful tight down in turn number four, Davey, with McElroy put the charge on. Yeah, they actually touched. So McElroy locked those tires up getting down into turn four. Needs to be careful doing that because if you flat spot these, those tires, bottom laps left to go, you don't want it. It, it, it becomes hard to drive with that car and get out of balance. But he did. they actually had a small contact. Doesn't look like it hurt either car as Lundquist is pulling away. Stingray Rob took a look to the inside, couldn't get the pass as they head back to Michael Young. Will starts to make their way through turn number 10 and still a two-car length advantage that time by. Linus Lundquist able to gap himself, but now the battle is off for second. Stingray Rob starts to close in on Hunter McElroy. Call that two-car length. Matthew Brabham right there as well. McElroy's going to have to regather, and again, he got right to the rear tires, as Davey talked about. There was even a slight bit of contact between the leader and second place as they really slide through the bumps of turn number three. The leader is Linus Lundquist. It's up to eight-tenths of a second. McElroy Jake is going to have to to gather it back up as we've got five laps down, 30 to go. So what he wants to make sure now is that he does not make the mistake this time in the turn number four that he did last time. Lundquist this time by a little more comfortable than their last jaunt through turns five and six. Then setting up that lefty that's turn number seven. No mistake for Linus Lundquist. Brabham starting to give a good look at Stingray Rob. That's the battle right now for the third position. Rob has it. Matthew Brabham trying to see it. Yeah, they just continue to accordion uh, in the front four or five as Benjamin Peterson tried to hang on to that group. Leaders once again head down to turn number nine and Mark James. Uh, earlier, it was around four-tenths of a second, the disparity between Linus Lundquist and Hunter McElroy. Now it's at six-tenths of a second as McElroy continues to give chase down as they start to set up for turn number ten. Linus Lundquist makes that left-hander, puts those right sides right up against the wall, still has a nice advantage. Make it three car lengths this time through turn number 11. Still that same gap about a car length. A boy, Stingray Rob locked him up, had a bit of understeer, nearly plowed that outside retaining wall, but able to gather it back up, holding on to that third position. David, these guys are running hard. We can see it by the way they're sliding around the racetrack. How important is it to manage those Cooper tires and make them last so that you've got the Yeah, three. that, that locks up is not good because, like I say, if you flat spot those tires, especially the front, system vibration through the steering wheel is very harsh and, and hard to control at that point and you lose obviously a lot of front grip but I, you know watching all these different races we, we should talk about Rowe and Simpson former teammates they both got to another team, so now they're teammates again. Yeah. But still, they have a hard race for that 10th and 11th spot together. Yeah, let's go ahead and give you a full field rundown as we are working lap number 6 of 35 here on the streets of Nashville, Tennessee. It's the Indy Lights uh, Music City Grand Prix. Linus Lundquist is your points leader. He got the pole because he's the points leader with qualifying washed out yesterday. He's your race leader by just under six-tenths of a second over Hunter McElray. Stingray Rob runs in the third position. Matthew Brabham is fourth. Benjamin Peter in his fifth, and as we have alluded to, you can really throw a blanket over the top five. They are all separated by no more than three or four car lengths. That's the top five. Christian Rasmussen has settled into the sixth position. Seventh is Daniel Frost. 
Eighth is uh, Jacob Abel. Ninth looks like it might have just changed. Davey, it was the 99 car of Ernie Francis Jr., but all of a sudden that car has slowed. Not sure what happened to Ernie. I mean, he he had a nice size gap. Oh, this may tell us right here. He comes off the corner. Oh, hits the wall pretty good with that left rear tire. Bent the left rear toe link on that car, maybe the upper A-arm. So definitely he's going to have to come down pit lane. It did some damage to his car. Man, that's crazy to me because visually that doesn't look like much, but as you're pointing out, you can see the visual damage. Yeah, you, you can definitely see it. It is the rear toe link, so what happens to that, Nick, is it just turns that tire. It's going to turn the outside, or from the tire to the outside. And you just can't race with it that way. Now, they can change those toe links fairly rapidly, um, and it looks, maybe it is a complete A-arm that I see closer, but but uh, they can change it, but it's, uh, you know, he's going to be rifled to the back for sure. Yep, so uh, Ernie Francis Jr. tumbles all the way down to the 12th position. Let's focus in once again at the front of the field. They just can't get away from each other, Mark Jane's the front five again separated by an entire gap of three seconds and I guess again the, the tightest right now would be Stingray Rob and Matthew Bravo that is the battle for the third position McElray has not yet been able to gather it back in and make a race for the lead with Lena Slugquist still has that three car length advantage as they make their way through turn number 10. As Mark James had said, that battle really shaping up Stingray Rob and Matthew Brabham. That is a battle for that third position, but this time through, the exit for Hunter McElroy. Very good, Nick. He's closing down to about a car length and a half over our leader, Lundquist. Yeah, he's gotten back to him. We'll see if he can get through turns one and two and back onto the bridge, the right-hander of turn number three. That's where you got to set up a pass uh, over across that bridge down to turn number four. The leader's back on the bridge. It is leaning this Lundquist again by six tenths of a second as they crest the bridge. Jake is McElroy close enough. Can he put the pressure on into turn number four? As they work their way into turn number four, McElroy again has that speed going right at the time when Lundquist has to check up to go around that five six combo, but it does not allow McElroy, who got just a little bit loose through turn number seven, to make up any ground. Other good battle on the track might be right now the best one between Kiffin Simpson running tenth and just in front of him James Rowe. They've been slinging it out for the last few laps. Rowe holding on to that ninth spot. Yeah, those are the two teammates that uh, Davey mentioned. Uh, once with TJ Speed, now with HMD Motorsports. In fact, we'll stay with that battle momentarily because it is awful tight uh, as they go back uh, onto the bridge here in Nashville. Again, it is Rowe and Simpson. And uh, Simpson is the driver trying to make the pass, Mark Janes, as they go across the bridge heading down to turn nine. And they are nose to tail into that left-hander. Yeah, they stay nose to tail. We'll see who breaks last. It's Kiffin Simpson who makes a nice move underneath James Rowe Jr. He's going to pick up that spot. Question is, Michael Young, by the time they get to turn 10, is he going to be able to hold on to it? Looks thus far like he's able to do so. They make their way out of turn number 10, and indeed, that pass for Kiffin Simpson, able to check out about two car lengths over his teammate, James Rowe. So a nice pass by Kiffin Simpson. Move him up into the ninth position. That kicks James Rowe Jr. back to 10th. Christian Bogle runs at 11th. As for Ernie Francis Jr., let's get an update on the only driver that has had problems so far with Ryan Marine on pit lane. He lost a lap, and he's very much in danger of losing another one. The team did just send him back out after 
after rapid repairs to that left rear suspension of that car. It was a quick repair job, though, by the Force Indy team. And Ernie Francis, he's back out on the racetrack. Tell you what, Davey Hamilton, that uh, five-car battle looks like it may become about a six-car battle. If you take a peek back behind Benjamin Peterson, it looks like Christian Rasmussen starting to run our leaders down. Yeah, they are. I'm looking at lap times as well, Nick. And so the last time by, your leader had a 121.5. So did second. So did third. Was a couple tits off. Seeing Ray Rob at a seven. But if you go all the way back to, to the Rasmussen in that sixth spot, or actually go to Frost in seventh, they're all in the sixes, so the times are pretty close, but they're about a half a second off the leader. So right now, Lundquist is definitely has a, has a nice advantage. I think he's just playing up there right now. Just saw Matthew Brabham go full sideways through turn number nine. Davey, he's already been to victory lane. He won the stadium truck race yesterday, Yeah, won he? the stadium truck race. It's completely different than this because there's jumps that you got to hit, <laughs> and there's no jumps out there right now. But he's going to be back in that uh, Robbie Gordon Stadium uh, truck this afternoon as well. But right now, his focus is trying to get on that podium. Now, him and his teammate, Stingray Rob, they just seem to run together every race and, and one in front of the other one. But right now, they're in a tight points battle as well where Stingray Rob is currently in third, 108 out of the lead, and Brabham is in fourth, 115 out of the lead. So they have not only a battle to try to get in second in this championship, but to beat each other. And Brabham's going to have to gather back up due to that big slide. He lost a lot of ground to Stingray Rob. As for Stingray, who runs in the third spot, Mark James, he's about four or five car lengths behind Hunter McElroy. It's the battle for second. Yeah, as they cruised around Jake Query, four, five, six, seven, and eight, those two really tightened up. And McElroy made a very clean exit off of that tight force to the course. And he's going to be able to get to turn nine first. Although he broke just a little later, applied the brakes, I should say, and that caused that car to wiggle a little bit. It's going to be tight by the time it gets to you, Michael. Well, it looks like it's tightened up immensely. Down to about a half a car length as Hunter McElroy makes that left-hander. Stingray Rob right back into the throttle, able to close that gap. Not able to make that run and close it down to a car length, Nick, but he's drawn ever closer to getting that second-place position. And as those two set up to battle, Linus Lundquist starting to inch, maybe centimeter his way from this field. The lead is now up to 1.3 seconds across the bridge. It looks like about eight seconds, Jake, as we kind of hone in on that battle for second between McElroy and Rob. First Avenue is the area, technically speaking, that becomes turn number four. It is Lundquist that does it first, and then McElroy and Rob working their way through. Again, separation, we'll call it two and a half car lengths. Problem for McElroy again in turn number seven is that he got just a little bit loose. Rob, though, was not able to take advantage. He was loose at the exit of turn number seven, both of them now through turn number eight. And uh, Davey, Jake talks about this part of the racetrack uh, of getting sideways in seven and eight and be feeling loose, or maybe not being able to get those cars to turn. That's so important leading onto the bridge because that's where you're really the only spots where you can let these cars work the RPS. Yeah, and turn three, when you come off turn three and go over the bridge towards the city, that's a fairly good momentum corner. You come through there pretty well, and we see that everybody has a good opportunity. But turn eight, very tight to get on that corner, very sharp right-hander. We have a lot of input in the wheel when you're trying to pick up that throttle. Sometimes wants to swing that back in around. We've seen contact with the wall of that area as well. I think that's where Francis may have hit it as well, but got to be careful there, but it's hard 
to get a run going off of turn eight into turn nine. Lundquist, your race leader. McElray second, Stingray Rob third, Matthew Brabham fourth, Benjamin Peterson has the fifth spot. But the question becomes for how long? Because we've documented Christian Rasmussen. He has charged back into contention. And Jake, quite honestly, it looks like he is close to putting the pressure on Peterson for fifth as they all head down to turn number four again. Working their way there into turn number four again as they work their way in. This time it looked like Peterson might have taken a little closer line through turn number four. Rasmussen swung wide, not able to make up any ground just yet. But he's right in his tire tracks as they work their way through turn number seven. For just a split second, Rasmussen bobbled through seven. Now they take that right-hander of turn number eight back over the bridge. Yeah, they're separated by just a couple car legs back on the bridge. Peterson has been the fastest car all weekend long, but all of a sudden it's Christian Rasmussen, the driver, who has come to life as they head once again. Mark James out of turn nine. A bit of a hard charge into turn number nine, and they stay pretty much nose to tail. So it's Lundquist, McElroy, Rob Brabham. The battle will watching for fifth between Peterson and Rasmussen field makes their way down Russell Street that is turn 10 now through turn number 11 let's close in on that battle for that fifth position Benjamin Peterson still has about a three car length advantage but Nick last time by Christian Rasmussen really closed it up might have got another half car length to a car length that time by yeah again it's uh, one thing to catch a guy another thing to pass him Davey we're now watching Stingray Rob he's gathered it back up onto Hunter McElray but the uh, the question becomes can he get around him yeah this racetrack so difficult to pass means there's only really two passing zones. Those passing zones aren't easy to use because of the bumpy racetrack, the bumpy braking zone, and how tight and narrow the corners are in turn four and turn nine. So um, if you could just come off those corners good, it's, it's pretty easy to protect the majority of this racetrack from passing. So you have to do it at the right place. It's all about timing. But if there's going to be a pass, expect it to be in turn four or turn nine. And how about the job so far from our uh, points leader slash pole sitter, Linus Lundquist? Really, we don't know if he's had the fastest car this weekend, but out front in clean air, uh, he has not yeah. put a wheel wrong. Yeah, that, that's one thing about this race course. That if, when they didn't get a qualify, it was a huge advantage to him. It was a disadvantage to Peterson. I'm thinking that he could have very easily been on the pole. So just it's part of the game. It's what happens. But you, on a racetrack like these, where you have very, it's very difficult to pass, you definitely want to start up front as much as you can. Well, of course, we're getting ready for the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix right here on IndyCar Radio. And uh, Davey, what an event this was a year ago. It's been a great weekend so far. I mean, really merging not only motorsports, but country music, and ultimately uh, a will to party, because there's been a lot of that going on this Boy, weekend. Well, I tell you what, this town, they know how to party in Nashville, and it's great bringing this event to the city as much as, you know, we were we were on the Oval here in Nashville uh, years ago. Enjoyed the Oval. Loved that as well. But, man, bringing it to the city, uh, to Nissan Stadium and across into the city, it's uh, pretty exciting. I mean, these fans are they they're here on by droves. I mean, they, they just there was a packed house, a lot of great concerts going on, a lot of fun downtown Nashville. Let's go back to turn four. Jake Query. You know, Davey had mentioned Hunter McElray possibly losing a little bit of grip because he locked up his tires. He did it again. That allowed Stingray Rob to get right on his rear. And as a matter of fact, that allowed Linus Lundquist to set sail. But there might be some problems right now, Nick, for Hunter McElray. Uh, Stingray Rob is absolutely wearing Hunter McElray out. And Matthew Brabham is trying to keep chase. 
difficulty for those three, though. The lead is now 2.7 seconds. They make the left-hander now. And again, Stingray Rob all over the rear wing of Hunter McElroy as they set up for tournament 10. We've seen it before. Hunter McElroy in control and then makes a mistake. Stingray Rob trying to push it to make a mistake. He really bobbles that car. Talking about Hunter McElroy ever so slightly. That'll allow Stingray Rob to close it back up. But a good exit for Hunter McElroy. Gaps himself about three car lengths. Yeah, Michael mentioned that bobble. That uh, car for Hunter McElroy looks a little unstable on braking. He slides it through turn number three. We'll see if he can get a nice run back onto the bridge. It looks like he does, and he opens up a gap once again of about five or six car lengths. And the problem for Stingray Rob, Jake, he doesn't know whether to look out the front of that car or the rearview mirrors because Matthew Bratton is there in a turn four. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that might be the bigger issue right now for Stingray Rob. Hunter McElroy might have kind of made up ground a little bit as they work their way into turn number seven, and Brabham is right there. He's right on the rear wing of Stingray Rob, working their way through turn number seven, now into turn number eight. Matthew Brabham trying to find a time to pounce on Stingray Rob. All three of these drivers drive for Andretti Autosport. We see McElroy taking a different line. He swung it a little wide onto the bridge as they head back to turn number nine. Evenly separated, Mark, by about four car lengths as the leader continues to stretch it out. You can tell tire deck starting to play a role here because the cars just don't look nearly as planted, especially when they're making the turns in the tighter portions of the course. Pretty even spacing now as they set up for turn number 10. We'll see how Hunter McElroy breaks down into turn number 11. About a two-car length advantage over his teammate Stingray Rob. That's the battle for that second-place position. All the drivers looking clean through here. Matthew Brabham will lose a couple of spots to that third-place running machine. And Rob call that about four car lengths. Full field rundown. We'll start from the rear of the field. 12th place is Ernie Francis Jr. He's two laps down. 11th is Christian Bogle. 10th, James Rowe Jr. Running at ninth is Kiffin Simpson. 8th, a quiet day for Jacob Abel. 7th is Daniel Frost. Sixth is Christian Rasmussen. Fifth is Benjamin Peterson. Fourth right now is Matthew Brabham. He's been in a great battle with third place running Stingray Rob and second place running Hunter McElroy. Up front, it is Linus Lundquist for HMD and Ryan Marine. They look poised once again as we close in on halfway on another race win here at Indy Lights. It's been a great start. There's no doubt about that. The team manager for HMD is uh, Mike Marini. He joins us now. Linus benefited by qualifying being rained out. He gets the pole, but he's been dominant. Dominant now that he's out in front. What have you heard from Linus in the car? Not much, actually. He's pretty quiet out there. So uh, when it's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. When you're up front, you're just focused, and there's some barriers around here, so I got to stay off of them. But uh, I mean, Benjamin and Daniel Frost—they've been fast all weekend. Actually, the whole crew, all, all six cars, have been pretty quick. And it's unfortunate for for them in qualifying to for it to be rained out and forced to start in point scoring positions. But um, they're driving forward now, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's the other side of the equation, isn't it? You know, they've got fast cars. Can they make their way forward? Are they conserving something for the end? Uh, we don't want to give away too much, but for sure, uh, for sure, there's some conserving going on. So, so we'll see when the race winds down where we are. Best of luck. Thank you very much. So, Davey Hamilton, what is the best way to conserve uh, rubber around a street circuit? Well, you know, it's really through the slow areas of this race course, which is a lot of them. They're all first care corners, except for tonight. Just where you can't be passed, take a detector. Be easy on your tires. Most importantly, though, in the fast braking zones, do not lock your brakes up. I think you, you have to keep those tires round and don't overheat them. 
And so I think that's the easiest way to do that. So uh, is it more in the hands and how much input you're putting in the steering wheel? Is it more on the feet and how much? Uh, yeah, I think more on the feet. You know, the braking pressure, just like, say, if, if you lock those brakes up, big, big trouble. And, and and just to be smooth, as you say, that's the hands part. But just don't need to be super fast in, that, in the slow areas because if they can't pass you, you know, so it's trying to go th- through there as fast as you can to put more wear on your tires. Mark Stingray Rob's got a run on Hunter McElroy. He does have a run on him, and he goes to the high side. They are side-by-side side in the setup in turn number nine. Might have been a little contact, although the high side gets a little unstable for Stingray Rob, and that's going to allow Hunter McElroy to hold on to the spot for now. Hunter McElroy about a car length over Stingray Rob. That'll allow Matthew Brabham to close up. So, too, Benjamin Peterson. The battle from second through that fifth position has really tightened up. Call it two car lengths as Stingray Rob tries to gather it back up and go back on the attack. Halfway here in the Indy Lights Music City Grand Prix, and this battle for second has been fabulous throughout the first half of this race. Hunter McElroy, who's won the last two races in Indy Lights, doing everything he can to hold off Stingray Rob. It got awful tight down in turn number nine. Jake looks like he's going to have to gather it back up. Stingray Rob, the driver from Idaho, once again into turn four. McElroy twice has made mistakes in this area, locking up the brakes. Neither time was Rob able to take advantage of it. They worked their way now into turn number seven. And again, McElroy a lot cleaner than last time by. Stingray Rob about a car length and a half behind him. And then Matthew Brabham, who had closed in, has now fallen back another car length. And Mark, you kind of picked this bit of battle out a moment ago. The battle for fifth is on as Benjamin Peterson doing everything he can to hold off car 28. Christian Rasmussen back again across the bridge. As they come back down the hill after they crest the high point of that bridge, they tighten up at the setup of turn number nine. He's right there up underneath the rear wing, and Rasmussen has gathered it back in now, really trying to make a battle of this fifth position. They want to go side by side into ten, but the door is shut by Benjamin Peterson. And we'll see if he does take that inside line. He will. Benjamin Peterson takes Christian Rasmussen to the outside. Peterson to the inside. It's still a car like that. It's a drag race down that front straightaway. Great job, Peterson, defending on Rasmussen. Yeah, he is taking away every line Christian Rasmussen Ooh, wants, man, isn't he, Almost too much. We've seen in Iowa where Lundquist uh, ran Brabham out of room, put him in the wall. Almost happened going on this front straightaway uh, with, with these two drivers, the Peterson and Rasmussen, fighting again going down in turn nine. There he comes. Rasmussen with a run, Jake, into four. Yep, as they work their way. Boy, I'll tell you what, Peterson got loose. Rasmussen tried to pop to the outside, not able to make that move through turn number four. We'll see now as they have to get through in basically a single groove area of turn number seven. Peterson holds Rasmussen off. They set up now for the right-hander that is turn number eight, and again, Peterson able to hold off Rasmussen through this area. This, again, is the battle for the fifth position, and boy, Peterson uh, almost had Rasmussen's car right up underneath the rear wing, and Davey, all of a sudden, as those two battle, now we can bring Daniel Frost and Jacob Abel into the mix. They're running in seventh and eighth and having pretty clean days so far. Yeah, what a good run by uh, Rasmussen coming down into that turn four. Unfortunately, he was completely sideways. Smoke coming off the tires, on the brakes. Looked like he was almost going to spin out, made the corner, but lost a lot of ground on uh, bat- that battle with Peterson. And Davey, all this battling, whether it be for second, for fifth, uh, all it's done is allowed Linus Lundquist to stretch it out. That lead, which for the first 10 to 15 laps was around a second, is now up to 4.2. Yeah, and another one looks like maybe struggling is Matty Brabham is sitting in that fourth spot. He was all over Singer and Rob. Rob made a few mis- didn't make a mistake, just maybe used his car a little bit, trying to get 
around McElroy. Did a good job, actually, almost making that pass. But meanwhile, Brabham just continues to fall back a bit. He's, he's three seconds behind Rob, but Peterson is only a second behind him. Yeah, we see uh, the race leaders making their way through uh, turns five, six, and seven as McElroy and Rob go through turn number seven. You can't even see that bright blue car of Matthew Brabham. In fact, Brabham looks like he is falling into the clutches of Benjamin Peterson. So things getting tight. Maybe not up front for the race lead, but further back, it has been awful good. Lundquist, your leader right now with 15 laps to go. Uh, it's a 4.1 second lead over Hunter McElroy, 5.1 over Stingray Rob, 8.7 back to fourth place running Matthew Brabham. Let's get an update on pit lane from Ryan Marine. Bad news for James Rowe, new with his HMD team, and he's got some kind of a powertrain issue because he's come in, they've taken the rear cowling off in the AER technician has already plugged the laptop in. He complained of losing power. He's in the pit lane now, and it looks like this race is effectively run for James Rowe. So Rowe, who uh, sits in the 11th spot, if Ernie Francis Jr. turns two more laps, he will uh, overtake him for the final spot in the running order. 14 laps to go here in the Indy Lights Music City Grand Prix as we are gearing up for the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix for the NTT IndyCar Series a little bit later today, and uh, Davey Scott McLaughlin on the poll for that race and some guys in the championship like Marcus Erickson Scott Dixon with some work to do. Yes, a little bit of work to do. Obviously our points leader uh, Will Power had opportunity to be on that front row. Made a little mistake in qualifying finds himself starting I think in that 6th or 7th position. Going to have some work to do for him. Obviously Scott McLaughlin what a, what a great job he's done. It's almost a repeat right now with St. Petersburg if he could pull off the win. The last time he was fastest in the, in the final practice session, he went on to win the pole, then went on to win the race, and that was at St. Petersburg. So he's got two of the three done here this weekend. We'll see if he can cap it off. Pre-race coverage here on IndyCar Radio coming your way at 2 o'clock local time, 3 o'clock Eastern. Again, Mark James, the entire crew, we're geared up, excited. Uh, last year's race was about as unpredictable as they come, and we are expecting a very similar thing uh, later today for the NTT IndyCar Series as that championship is very much still undecided. Up front here in Indy Lights, it is Linus Lundquist by 5.8 seconds. But watching the battle for second as Hunter McElroy is really struggling to keep Stingray Rob behind him. They are now making their way to the right-hander of turn number three. And Stingray Rob has uh, got it gathered back up, trying to get the run back across the bridge as they battle for the second position a little bit further they're back. Uh, Matthew Brabham trying to hold on over Benjamin Peterson. Good battles, Jake Query, really, throughout the field if we kind of ignore the leader, Linus Lundquist. Yeah, you're right about that because Lundquist has run away and now is hiding from the field. Wants to make sure he doesn't have any sort of an issue. Taking a look back now at McElray and Stingray Rob. It's about 10 yards or so between the two of them as they work their way off of turn number seven, setting up now for turn number eight, and they're working their way back over the Korean Mets Bridge. Yep, they'll roar across that bridge, really let those cars start to sing and, uh, and do what they can. Back across, Hunter McElroy, car 27. It's a teammate, Andretti Autosport and Mark Jaynes. Once again, Stingray Rob able to get close, but not close enough. Yeah, you know how you're sitting in a room and uh, that, that flyer, that bug comes around and you swat him and he goes away and then all of a sudden he shows back up a few minutes later. That's kind of how Hunter McElroy feels about Stingray Rob, Michael Young. He just absolutely refuses to go away. And every time Hunter McElroy pulls away, he is forced into a situation where he makes a mistake, and that will allow Stingray Rob to close back in. Meanwhile, as you had said, Davey, Matt.
Matthew Brabham starting to struggle as Benjamin Peterson closes in on that fourth position. 12 laps to go here in Nashville. Lundquist, McElray, Rob, Brabham, and Peterson, your top five. Let's go back to pit lane and check in with Joel Sebastianelli. Andretti Autosports Indy Lights team manager Don Lambert has been keeping a close eye on these battles. And you've had a smile on your face for a lot of it. Do you like what you've seen so far? Uh, it's been a pretty good race. I just wish our... Uh our guys just have to work together just a little bit better right now. We're kind of letting Lundquist go, so we gotta we got to work together a little bit to, to catch back up to him, but we're working on it. You have every one of your drivers in your ear. What have you heard from them? They really haven't said much at all. They're pretty quiet. Is that a good thing? That is a good thing. They're not complaining. It's, it's good right now. They're just working hard. Would it take a yellow to catch Linus? It would help. It would help. That's Don Lambert with Andretti Autosport. And, David, you can understand why uh, maybe drive we heard from, you know, both Linus Lundquist uh, with Mike Marini that, uh, you know, the drivers may not be saying a whole lot because they're working awful hard because it's a hot yeah. day here now. There's, there's not much they could do. Once you're on the racetrack like that, I mean, uh, unless other bat grab him, see how hard he's pushing down there into turn 10, locks those tires up again. But, yeah, what do you do? I mean, you got a, a few tools to work with. You kind of have what you have, and it's a matter of it's hot out there. Don't forget, these guys, it's hot for the IndyCar guys, but it's hot for these guys as well. I mean, they're working, you know, not as many laps, but it's hot, sweaty, and you just got to be, uh, you know, prepared for the end of this race, which, as you said, it's winding down right now with only 11 laps to go. Jake, how about this five-car battle? It's fourth through eighth, Brabham back to Abel, and they are all over each other across the bridge. And the best part of that might be the battle for fifth, which is Peterson with Rasmussen as this quartet works their way. As a matter of fact, just as I say that, Peterson in the turn number four made that move so but put put benjamin peterson holding off rasmussen now in pursuit of matthew brabham for a split second rasmussen had had him they went side by side but maintain order now through turn number eight it's peterson rasmussen and then frost that's how they run five six seven man mark they are moving left and right all over the racetrack just trying to find a way around the straight tight street circuit here in nashville a five-car parade being led by matthew brabham with peterson rasmussen and daniel frost giving chase frost takes a peek behind rasmussen everybody locks him up last couple of cars in that freight train get a little sideways uh, at the apex of turn number nine as it heads back to Michael Young. Benjamin Peterson now able to gap himself over Christian Rasmussen. Rasmussen really struggling as he enters turn number 11. That'll allow Daniel Frost to close it. Jacob Abel right there as well. Davey, we're seeing some really good catches and saves yes, for these drivers. Yeah, and mostly in the braking zones in turn four and turn nine. We talked about that. That's where they really want to be on the brakes, but they're locking the back tires up. When you do that, that back end wants to come around, but they have done a great job. I mean, some nice slides, and it looks like they're almost drifting through that corner. These guys realize they have to push hard, but uh, you don't want to run into someone nearby. That five-car battle. Once again, Jake, it heads back to turn number four. Yeah, and you had mentioned it's a really good point. Just kind of that save. That's exactly what Peterson had to do last time into turn number four. He had given up the spot to Rasmussen, but was able to break at the right spot in turn number four to make it up, and then Rasmussen was not able to make that pass. All of them now worked their way as Daniel Frost has serious competition from Abel again through turn number eight. Yeah, that's the battle for seventh. An orange and white car and a red and white car. The Canadian, or excuse me, the Louisville Kentucky's Jacob Abel. Mark, he's got a run down to turn number nine. Will he go to the high side? He'll try to. And Daniel Frost says, I'm going to get there first. And now they'll go side by side into the turn. How on earth did he pull off that pass? Jacob Abel with a nifty move to the inside. Steals the spot from Daniel Frost as they set up for turn ten. 
That was one of the slickest moves I've seen in quite some time. Set him up, made the pass, and now he is able to pull away. Jacob Abel over Daniel Frost. Call that four car links. But, Nick, we've got a battle for the second position. Yep, it is heated back up. So move Jacob Abel into seventh. But Hunter McElray still trying to hold on for second. Jake, here comes Stingray Rob. He's within two or three car lengths down to turn four. They worked their way that high speed coming down off of the bridge. Again, it's Hunter McElray with Stingray Rob right there. Rob wanted to stay a little bit to the outside, thought about it going into four, but instead tucked back in behind right on the rear wing of Hunter McElray. McElray again. This happens a lot for him in turn number seven. Loose for just a split second. Not able is Rob to make up the ground, but he's right on the rear wing again on turn number eight. We saw a pass down in turn nine one lap ago. Can we see one for second? Hunter McElray, he's got about a three-car length advantage mark over Stingray Rob with nine to go. Over the last ten laps, this thing tightens up, then it settles down, then it tightens up, then it settles down. A late-breaking Stingray Rob makes it tighten up plenty now with the exit of turn number nine. Nose to tail assist set up for the left-hander, that's turn number ten. He did it last time through. Really put the pressure on did Stingray Rob. Hunter McElray sets up for the left-hander of turn number 11. Back in, steps out, has a nice clean exit through turn number 11. But Stingray Rob is right there. 28 and the 24. That's Rasmussen Peterson. They got together going into turn number 9. Both ran out of room. And a battle that had been going on for about the last, I don't know, 6, 7, 8, 9 laps starts to come apart into turn number 9 between Rasmussen and Peterson. Peterson both went off course into the runoff in turn number nine. We'll clean that up when uh, Davey has a chance to see a replay. Meanwhile, though, Jake, the battle for second continues to be a good one. McElroy by about a car length over Stingray Rob. And again, Stingray Rob through turn number four, not able to make up any ground. There's a slight kink, five and six together, but you just kind of get in line and then hope you can maybe get something off of turn number eight to make up some ground. That's exactly what Stingray Rob tries to do right now on Hunter McElray as they work their way under the bridge. Davey, we see the replay. Benjamin Peterson and uh, Christian Rasmussen down in turn nine. What happened? Yeah, what happened is Rasmussen got on the driver's right for a left-hand corner. He, he was pretty much set up. Uh, Peterson got on the brakes. They locked their brakes up, swung that back in over about six inches, but enough to have contact with Rasmussen on that side. They, no no damage, but it sent them both off in the runoff area. So it was purely a mistake. I mean, there wasn't an intentional issue there at all. So the big winners there were Jacob Abel and Daniel Frost. They had been running in seventh and eighth. That is where Rasmussen and, and Peterson fall to. Abel now up to fifth, Frost to sixth. Again, Linus Lundquist, you're race leader. It's 7.5 seconds, but we continue to watch this battle for second that has been tremendous. Stingray Rob absolutely hounding Hunter McElray, Jake, once again across the bridge. I'll say it again, it's just about two or three car lengths. And I'll say it again as they work their way into turn number four, and that is that Rob is hoping that he gets another opportunity to pounce on a McElray mistake in this area, but it's not going to be this time by, although Rob is now right on the rear wing off of Turn number seven as they set up for the righty that is turn number eight. Hunter McElray looks right now. His mirrors are full of Stingray Rob. McElray just seems to get a slightly better jump out of the corner and back across the bridge. And Stingray Rob pedaling for everything he's got, Mark James, with seven laps to go. The battle for second. Don't know that the run will give him room to the high side, although he does run about a half a groove higher. Now he pulls even with it just in the setup at turn number nine. And as he climbs back into it, he gets a little bit of wheel spin and the car breaks loose a little bit. Still, McElroy with the advantage to Michael Young. 
Hunter McElray defending with everything he has. Sets up for the left-hander of turn number 11, but Stingray Rob is right there. He closes it down to about a half a car length. Hunter McElray's car steps out ever so slightly. It's a car length battle down the front straightaway. Six to go, Davey. you got to commend both of these drivers because McElray not cracking under the pressure and Stingray Rob doing a good job of making clean passing attempts even though they don't work. Yeah, that was very, very close. Uh, that draft over that bridge is definitely helping Stingray Rob gets on the outside of McElray. They don't touch, but there wasn't much room there. But he, he drove it in a little bit deeper. But tell you what, Stingray Rob is all over him around this entire racetrack. It's not going to take much if he can just get a run off one of these corners on the long straightaway to get that opportunity to pass. And if you can't make him a pass, uh, maybe you can force a guy into a mistake. It's got to be part of the mindset as well. Yeah, that's right. And that's what could very well happen. Another good run right now. Stingray Rob right on his tail, about two cardings back. That's about where he was the lap before. See if he could draft over this bridge going down in turn nine. Yep, he's using that draft, but this time Mark James, he looks to be about another car length further back. Not sure he's got a run into turn nine this time. Yeah, not a really clean exit off the technical portion. It's going to be a bit cleaner entry and exit. A little less pressure on Hunter McElray, but we will see if Stingray Rob can close the gap on that short little straightaway in the bender back to turn number 10, Michael Young. Stingray Rob's going to have to save whatever he has left for these last couple of laps. Maybe regroup as Hunter McElray has that front end lock up ever so slightly. Makes his way through turn number 11. This time through about a three-car length advantage. Hunter McElray over Stingray Rob for second. Full field rundown with just five laps to go in the Indy Lights Music City Grand Prix here on the streets of Nashville. Linus Lundquist has led all 30 laps so far. His lead is a healthy 8.1 seconds over Hunter McElray. McElray doing a fabulous job holding off Stingray Rob who continues to try to charge down into turns 4 and turns 9 to make the pass. Once again not able to do it down in turn 4 but they run second and third. Matthew Brabham is your fourth place driver. He's a good 15 and a half seconds behind the race leader. Jacob Abel is fifth. Daniel Frost is sixth. Christian Rasmussen is seventh. Benjamin Peterson is eighth. Kiffin Simpson ninth. Uh, Christian Bogle is tenth. Ernie Francis Jr. is eleventh. And then out of the race is James Rowe Jr. in twelfth. And here might be the moment. Mark Jane, Stingray Rob. He's finally got that run. Can he get around McElroy for second? Well, this time he takes a peek to driver's left and they make a little bit of contact and he almost loses it. Now he cuts back to the bottom of the racetrack and disaster turned into opportunity for Stingray Rob and he cashed in as he grabs the spot heading back to turn 10. And the teammates make it work. Stingray Rob gets around Hunter McElray. McElray has the back and step out as he exits turn number 10. Can Rob stretch this advantage now since he's got around Hunter McElray? Indeed, he has. Four car lengths over that second place, or should say third place, running McElray. Davey, the elbows got wide down into turn nine. They sure did. What Stingray Rob decided to do is go to driver's left right there. It actually runs into the back of McElray oh so slightly. Doesn't do any damage. McElray lifts knowing that they got hit. And, uh, uh, and was, but Stingray just kept on the gas and was able to get by him. Yeah, did, did, did McElray maybe throw off his entrance into that corner yeah, by throwing well, that I block? Think, I think that, that when he got touched like that, you just, it just catches you off guard. But Stingray Rob, he did not lift out the throttle and just drove on through there. I know that uh, race control is looking at the incident, but I'll be honest with you, I think that was... I think it's good to go. They both uh, they both survived. I think they're both aggressive. They're teammates, and, and they, they're both uh, second and third. Just they swap positions. Well, if uh, Idaho Stingray Rob holds on for second,
second. It'll be a hard-earned second-place finish because that was a great battle. And Dave, you can already see he's immediately opening up a gap yeah, on Hunter yeah. McElroy. Clearly yeah, faster. Clearly faster right now. I mean, the last lap won't tell us much because of uh, Rob was a 122. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Rob was a 122. Stingray was a 123. So basically a second difference already. So Hunter McElroy falls back to third. Matthew Brabham doing his best right now to hold on to the fourth spot with Jacob Abel in fifth and uh, Daniel Frost in sixth. Up front, though, it is Linus Lundquist. He has had a dominant day with just three laps to go. He is championship lead up to 95 points. And Jake Query, with just four laps to go, we might begin to start engraving the name on the trophy for Linus Lundquist. What a season he has had so far, and it looks like he's poised for another race win. Certainly coming off of the race where he felt like he had a win in Linus Lundquist, overcoming that disappointment, trying to stay focused, and he's been absolutely dialed in here on the streets of Nashville so far as we head down towards the end of this race. He is oh so clean off of turn number eight. And the advantage, again, is uh, 8.1 seconds. And, and Davey, let's talk a little bit about here in the closing laps. The, the, the rebound for Lundquist had his hand slapped, had a wind pulled away from him uh, after the, the incident at Iowa Speedway that he had with Matthew Brabham. What a way to rebound here in Nashville. Yeah, he's not going to mess around. He's not going to let him catch him. <laughs> we're, we're in Nashville, in, uh, I'm sorry, in Iowa. Matty Brabham seemed to have the faster card into the run. was trying to make that, uh, that move. Uh, Lundquist moved up. They touched. He got penalized. So today, he said, well, you know what? I'm just going to make seven, almost an eight-second lead he has right now. So just cruising at this point. Matter of fact, his lap time is about four-tenths uh, slower than, than Stingray Rob, but he doesn't have to be. There's no way he can catch him in his few laps to go. Michael Young, the battle for a fourth clearly has not settled down yet. Yeah, we have two laps to go, and Matty Brabham's trying to hold off Jacob Abel, but Daniel Frost got a heck of a run out of turn number 11. Frost closes it down to a car length over underneath Abel. Yeah, they are all over each other for uh, again, the positions just off of the podium with Lundquist, Rob, and McElroy a good 10 seconds ahead of everybody. Matthew Brabham, who's kind of struggled for pace in the second half of this race, just trying to hang on. Jake, it's a good three-car battle here in the closing laps. Brabham, Abel, and Frost into turn four. And it sets itself up now coming down off of the Korean Veterans Bridge. As a matter of fact, Frost started to pop to the inside. Contact made. Frost and Abel are both going to spin. Frost is going to try to get around now as they are sitting in the wrong direction, perpendicular. Rasmussen now comes through. Frost is able to get away, but unfortunately, Jacob Abel sits with that number 51 car sitting the wrong direction on First Avenue. It was going to be a top five finish for Jacob Abel, and he is stuck. And boy, Davey, Daniel Frost has got big issues as well. Yeah, he, he definitely right front uh, suspension completely broken. Abel must have stalled his car. Not good for Lundquist. He doesn't want to see a yellow right here, and it may come out if Ro, uh, I'm sorry, if Abel doesn't get going. But meanwhile, yeah, Frost, it, it, it ruined both their days. Well, here's the good news uh, for Linus Lundquist. He just got to see the white flag, Davey, so I would assume they're going to tell Jacob Abel, who now uh, does have that car refired and spun back around, so he will rejoin at the tail of the lead lap. Meanwhile, Jake Query, final time around for the Swedish driver, our points leader, Linus Lundquist. Linus Lundquist has been flawless today. That's exactly what he needed to be. He sets himself up now for turn number four, and as he works his way around this area, the rest of the field is just now halfway down across that bridge. Linus Lundquist, the leader, no issue through turn number seven. Now it's simply a matter of being careful and setting himself up for turn number eight. He does exactly that. Linus Lundquist is on his way, Nick. 
It's been a flawless day for our points leader. And Mark Jaynes, again, that points lead about to grow to 95 points for this young man who looks poised for the NTT IndyCar Series. Like most race car drivers, a thrill seeker once climbed Africa's tallest active volcano. And in terms of tackling challenges, Michael Young, first time ever on the streets of Nashville. And he tackled this one, climbed this mountain as well with little or no difficulty. It has been a charmed season for Linus Lundquist. Four poles. He's won four from that pole. Nick, he's about to do it for the fifth time in 2022. Out of turn number 11, he'll see the twin checkered flags. And your winner of the Indy Lights Music City Grand Prix is Linus Lundquist. He scores the victory by 7.2 seconds over Stingray Rob, who comes home in that second spot. Hunter McElroy falls a good three seconds behind Rob to take third. Matthew Brabham finishes fourth. And then all the carnage, Davey. Yeah. It's going to be Christian Rasmussen who comes home in fifth. Through all that, he comes back to fifth. So he got a bit of a break when, when we've seen uh, the, the Frost and and uh, Abel get together. And we're going to watch a little replay. We're going to see who did what down there. And there could be some penalty dropping. We'll find out. Yeah, I think I saw Benjamin Peterson. He might have got off track a little bit towards the last couple laps as well. So a lot going on with Peterson. And then obviously the contact. That, uh, that Jake called perfectly between Jacob Abel and Daniel Frost. And uh, you're getting to see uh, your first replay, Davey, down into turn four. It was a late move for Daniel Frost. Yeah, Daniel Frost really just took Abel out. He he drove down there, Trump was going to go underneath of him, had no room, got in way too fast, taking his right front, smashing it right into Abel's left rear, spinning him around. Abel was able to, or I'm sorry, Frost was able to take off, although a massive amount of broken suspension, he had to come straight in the pits. So we will wait to give you the official full field rundown because, again, in the back half of the field with all the carnage and a decision by race control, those uh, positions certainly up for grabs. We can definitely tell you the podium. Third step will be Hunter McElray. He is unable to win his third straight race, but once again ends up on the podium as uh, the driver who is uh, remains second in the championship points. Stingray Rob once again so very close as uh, he's going to grab another second place finish. He will remain 103 points behind our points leader and race winner Linus Lundquist who Davey clearly week in week out is showing that he is the class of the field. Uh, we don't know how it's going to stack up if, if he is one of these guys you know these uh, savants that's going to take the IndyCar series on storm by storm but clearly he is head and shoulders a little bit faster and uh, a little bit more mature week in, week out than the rest of the Yeah, it sure is. I mean, obviously he's shown it time and time again. Oh, and a little bit of a lightning hold right now. That's not good for the IndyCar race. But but, uh, but right now with a 80, or I'm sorry, 95-point lead, as you said, but Stingray Rob still hanging in there. It's really a race for second, 103 back, 115 for the 83 car. And, uh, and there's still, it's still a fight for second. So uh, we will wait to see if we're able to talk to some of these drivers or if uh, maybe they're going to be heading for cover uh, with some uh, weather in the area. But, uh, again, unofficially, here's your full field rundown. Linus Lundquist, your race winner. Stingray Rob second. Hunter McElroy third. Matthew Brabham finishes in the fourth position. Fifth is Christian Rasmussen. Sixth is Benjamin Peterson. Seventh, Christian Bogle. Eighth, Kiffin Simpson. Jacob Abel comes home in ninth after that contact. Daniel Frost plummets all the way down to the 10th position. Ernie Francis Jr. comes home in 11th, four laps down. And your final driver, James Rowe, he finishes in 12th, 13 laps down uh, here at Nashville. Again, live coverage coming up. 
on IndyCar Radio a little bit later today. Uh, it is the Big Machine uh, Music City Grand Prix, second year of this fantastic event. Country music and open wheel racing downtown Nashville. Pre-race coverage uh, coming to you at 2 o'clock. We anticipate a 2.30 local time green flag, uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, 3.30 uh, green flag uh, in, in terms of the Eastern time zone. And, uh, Davey, I think we're all looking forward to that. I mean, uh, boy, the, the front row, quite interesting with Christian Rass, or no, excuse me, uh, Scott McLaughlin and Roman Grosjean with a good ball. Yeah, really good run. Uh, he needed that as well, obviously. And it's one thing I mentioned earlier is uh, they need to they need to be careful. Th- those two cars have uh, something in common, and that is the engineers on both those cars are brothers. So uh, you don't want to see any contact between those two right off because it could be an awkward meal, the next meal. But uh, but obviously it tells you how good engineers the, the Bretzmans are. And so uh, it's going to be an exciting race today. All right, so uh, with the weather in the area, we are going to uh, kind of uh, mix it up. Not going to be able to talk to some of our competitors, unfortunately, after the race as they're all going to uh, scurry and scatter and take cover, as we would advise anyone at the racetrack to do as well. But, uh, again, congratulations to your race winner, Linus Lundquist, and the podium, Stingray Rob and Hunter McElray. Next up for the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires, it is a trip to Worldwide Technology Raceway in St. Louis where they will uh, race before the IndyCar series as well. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton in the pits, Ryan Marine and Joel Sebastianelli. In the turns, Michael Young, Jake Query, and Mark James. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans, satellite and technical support by Scott Burgett. Our producer is Sam Rumpsup. The network director is Chris Pollock, and my name is Nick Yeoman. Stick around. Mark James, Davey Hamilton, and the rest of the IndyCar radio crew will be back at the top of the hour to bring you flag-to-flag coverage of the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix on the streets of Nashville. Streaming right here on your phone, tablet, computer, on Sirius XM Channel 160 and a radio station near you. So long from Nashville. Copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.